So let's look inside now. So the Rebbe says, That the love of a father to a son, that there are really two ways of looking at it. What does this mean? It means, When the child is a minor, when he's a small child. So then you see that the love is in very, very revealed way, in a tremendous amount of strength. Like for instance, when you see a father with a two-year-old or three-year-old, or even a one-year-old, or even a baby for that matter, you see that the father gives him a tremendous amount of hugs and kisses and he lifts him up into the air and he rocks him and the, the child is playing with the beard of the father. <coughs> so from the outside, you see this amazing uh, relationship in terms of the physical scene that you actually are, are looking at when you see the father with the child. You can tangibly see the love of the father for the, chi- to, for the child. However, from the point of view of the child, the child only receives things in a very small way. In other words, what is the father actually, uh, let's say that he goes out to buy something for the child. He's going to buy him a little rattle, a little toy, things that are very, very small, little, little things that the child will be able to appreciate. Because at the end of the day, the child is the one that is dictating this relationship. Since the child is a two-year-old, the child does not understand what a real relationship is. But the child can appreciate being picked up by the father. He can appreciate being kissed by the father, being hugged by the father. He appreciates the rattle. He appreciates the little toy. That's what the child appreciates. Because that's, that's as far as the relationship is capable of going. Because the child cannot really understand. He cannot feel. He can't really get bigger things than that. Because the child is not capable. He's just not there. He's immature. So this is what the father is able to give him. And the truth is, you see this even by an older child, sometimes a child that is not developed, he's not mature enough, even by a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 17-year-old, that the whole relationship that the child has with his father is, can you buy me this, can you get me this, can you... It's very, very superficial in many ways. But that's not exactly what he's referring to here, I just wanted to bring that out. But the point is, is that with this 2-year-old, the relationship is very much based around the tangible things that you can see the father giving to the child. That's how the relationship goes. When the child gets older and much more mature. At that point in time, you'd have to say that you can't necessarily see the tangible love that the father has for his son. In other words, right, that he's going around hugging his child, hugging his, uh, you know, this 17-year-old, this 20-year-old, giving him kisses all the time, lifting him up. Obviously, he's not even lifting him up. That's for sure not, right? However, at the same time, now you can have a real relationship. Now the father is able to connect to the son in a totally different manner. 
in a way of teaching him wisdom, in a way of connecting in a deep way that they could talk together, they could bring together, they could speak to each other on the phone, that they go for walks together, that they, the father is able to show the child how life is. And as the child gets older and older and more mature, that relationship can, has the potential to develop even greater and greater and greater. To the point that as the child experiences more and more of life, right, he's going to ask his father more questions and hope that the father is going to give to him in ways that he could not possibly give to him when he's two years old. So on the one hand, you don't see the tangible love. You don't see that the father is hugging him and kissing him, right, like you do with the two-year-old. On the other hand, the relationship is a much deeper relationship. It's a much more meaningful relationship than the relationship that the father has when he, with the child when he's two years old. So he says, Kamokain, so you see the same thing, Lamaila. And similarly in the Nimshal with Hashem. Like when we went out of Mitzrayim, that at that point in time, the Yiddish people, they were very immature in terms of their relationship with Hashem, right? In terms of, as we spoke about earlier in the Mimer, the idea of emuna, right? But it wasn't something that they were already uh, in, able to internalize in a way that would happen later on after we received the Taira, after we were by Harsina. Because they were not holding in a way of Shlemus, of completion so much. That was not where they were holding. And therefore, we see that the relationship was very much based on a tangible, extreme revelations from Hashem. Right? We saw the ten plagues. We saw the unbelievable miracles at Yamsuf. Right? All of these things that probably in the history of the world never happened before, that never happened since then. Right? So on the one hand, you see this incredible tangible relationship of this love for Hashem, from Hashem to the Jewish people. That's similar to the relationship between the father and a young child. You see it. You see it with our own two eyes. But it doesn't necessarily mean that there is the depth of relationship that was able to come later on. So therefore, even though the revelation was coming from a level of this tremendous love from this very high level, but they were only able to receive a small amount. They were in a state of immaturity. So therefore, it was a level of katnus, limitedness, smallness. Because at the end of the day, just like we said before, the father is the same father. But the child is the one that's going to dictate the relationship. When the child is two years old, the father has to have a... Uh, a relationship with a child is based on a two-year-old relationship. When the father is eight, when the child is eighteen, so then the father is able to have a relationship with an eighteen-year-old the way that an eighteen-year-old is able to re- to uh, to receive that relationship. Yeah. So it's depending on how you receive it. For example, you're, the the sages always say that the greatest miracle is the splitting of the sea, but at the giving of the Torah, their souls left their bodies. So is that simply because the Jews are able to receive more? Like- well, no, because it, it was really after the receiving of the Torah. Now they had something to base the relationship on. right? In other words, once they had Torah mitzvahs, now we're grounded. Now we have a relationship. Now we have something to really base it upon. So we're not talking so much about the revelation as much as the relationship. Mm-hmm. So previously, right, it, they didn't have Torah mitzvahs. So therefore, it was very much about revelation. Afterwards, what we're going to see is that it was based on Torah mitzvahs. So now there's a whole depth to it that was not there before.
That's a greater level. So that's a greater level, exactly. Right? So that's what he says. So therefore, remember what we talked about with regards to Halal. Halal is based on, just like we had the Mashal, the example of one person talking to another person saying to him, oh, how intelligent you are and how sweet you are and how wonderful you are. And it brings out those hidden qualities in that other person. Since at the time of Pesach, we were on a level of katnus, we were on a level of a small, a lower level, so therefore we are not able to mishabeach, to praise, and to reach the same type of connection, so to speak, with Hashem, to be able to draw that out in Him. And that's why we didn't complete the halal over there by Pesach. However, Masha Enkain, skipping down a few lines through, after the parentheses, Bachaga Sukkot, the time of Sukkot, Shehu Acher Kabbalah Satayra, oh, this took place already after the receiving of the Tayra. Shebechines Ava, to the level of Ava that was there, El Yona, which is coming from, that, which is a high level, Meir V'mispashet Bahem Bebechines Gadlus. So this is already in a level of Gadlus, in a level of maturity, in a level of much more heightened in terms of the relationship. So this is like compared to the level of the love of the father to his adult child. So that's why in that relationship, the father is able to reveal to the son so many deep ideas and so many different ways of life and so much chachma and so much. The relationship is much, much more meaningful, right? When the father is talking with his adult child that now they're talking in terms that are not something that is, so to speak, seen on the outside, but it's felt on the inside. And that's the way, going back to the nimshal, that we were, namely after Matan Torah, now that we have the Torah, now that we have the mitzvahs, now that we're practicing Jews in the way that, of Torah mitzvahs that we received. So now Hashem is able to relate to us on a totally different level. And that's why That's why we say the entire halal, all the days of Sukkot. And now with this hakdama, now with this introduction, we'll be able to move on. We'll be able to understand why in the Torah it says about Shemini Atzeres, the eighth day of right of uh, Sukkot, right the day after, right. So therefore. We're able to see in that that it's an atzeres, a stopping, a cleaving, a, a a a internalization that is to you. It's to you now. mamish that it's shining in the people themselves. which is not the case with shviyos shel pesach, the seventh day of pesach. Never That's still an atzeres to Hashem. Because it was not able to shine within the people in the same manner until they were able to, until they actually received the Torah. And so that's really the distinction between uh, what we see prior to Matan Torah to after Matan Torah. And that's the difference of an atzeres to Hashem Elokecha as compared to atzeres Lachem. And that's really the Mimer. So the first part of the Mimer we see was all about the Kavanas of the Seder and the Kavanas of eating the Matzah and what that has to do. The second part of the Mimer really explains to us the idea of the revelation that took place on the seventh day of Pesach, of Shvi Shal Pesach, and how that is relevant to us in these times.